Hey friends, welcome to Let's Be Clear. I am Clear Cherry Reeves and this is a podcast where we get clear, pun intended, about how to find a kingdom perspective in all things. No, really, all things. Whether it be about pursuing your dreams, finding hope and hardship, or just talking about Jesus, we will get raw and honest. I believe it will encourage you. Now, let's dig in. Happy Monday, friends. How are you? I hope y'all had a great Easter. If it's not anywhere close to Easter when you are listening to this, then of course the truth of Easter is still so relevant that we serve a God who is alive. Our Jesus resurrected. Oh my gosh, how cool is that? I am so grateful that y'all are here that you are spending your Monday morning or your Wednesday afternoon or your Friday on your drive down to the beach um, with me. But I hope you're having a good day. I, um, I'm excited for this week. So last week or the week before, so we took a little bit of a, a break, um, but this week we are talking about the word prayer. And last week we talked about the word release. Those are pretty connected, right? releasing things is really important as we pray and as we do pray we often know what we can release what we need to release what God is asking us to release right so all of these words I just love it I mean they really make me realize how interconnected um, everything in the gospel and in our lives is we don't get to really separate Jesus from this one particular area or we don't get to just say well our faith is relevant Saturday and Sunday right like every single thing in our lives is connected and seeps into one area or another whether we realize it or not so anyway I am pumped I am glad that you're here um and I usually say this at the end but it is on my heart thank y'all so much for taking the time to share this podcast and tag me in your stories and subscribe and write reviews like wow I am just really encouraged and I'm really 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 grateful and I do not mean that in a in an empty or a contrite way so please hear my heart no thank you I really appreciate that um and just y'all taking the time to do that so anyway we're here so let's take some time to refocus, to take a deep breath, as we always do together, getting started. So if you can, close your eyes. You know the drill. If not, then wherever you are, just be present. F, fix your eyes on Jesus. O, open your heart to receive. C, calm your mind. U, unplug from distractions. S, saturate your soul in him. Doesn't it feel good to refocus in Jesus and just in general? Lots of stuff going on in our lives, right? We are busy people and the world doesn't slow down really for anything. Even with COVID and even everything where it seems like it kind of takes like a temporal slowdown or halt, it feels like it speeds up in other areas. So as we take the time to breathe and refocus, it's so helpful. Um, Okay, so prayer. Whoa, huge word, big word, massive part of our lives, like the lifeline of, of our spiritual walk, right? Prayer is something that we all know about, 
it's we talk about it all the time we have heard about it since you know we received Jesus and really just all along hey I'll pray for you um you know we casually text it we we say it we pray about it before we eat um it's just a part of our lives but do we really get what prayer is and something that I think is so crucial to understand about prayer is how I want to open this podcast um, as I was just really praying about prayer you know I started to write and the Lord was like "Mm, you might want to say a prayer as you try to write about prayer so that was humbling Um, but anyway I wanted to start off with a scripture from Hebrews it's Hebrews 4 14 through 16 and it says therefore Since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we possess, we profess, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace. Here it is with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need y'all I think this scripture is so crucial because it helps us know how to rightfully frame this idea and this huge pillar of our faith and of our everyday reality which is prayer because here's the deal we don't pray to this Savior who is high up in the heavenlies and unable to relate, empathize, or meet us where we are. Now, he is the most holy, sovereign, powerful king of kings there is. But I think if we see it as unable to reach him, how likely are we to actually speak to him and tell him what we're thinking? You know, I think so many times if we think we see Jesus as our best friend, that we are going to compromise our reverence for him as almighty God. Because it feels like maybe those two can't coexist. But who are you more likely to talk to? Like on a very real note, okay? Jesus already knows. Your very best friend or a mentor that you highly, highly respect, that you know has made no mistakes and is the very reason for your success. Obviously, no one is capable, right, of being in this position, but God. But what I'm saying is this, is I think if we don't see prayer as talking to our best friend, who really has always supposed to have been Jesus, and we see him in the reverent point of view that doesn't feel relatable, because we can see him as in a very accurate and holy, reverent point of view while still knowing that he's absolutely relatable. When we believe and see Jesus as our best friend, communicating with him will turn from an obligation to a joy. And that is what I want this podcast to help us remind us of the power of prayer. It is supposed to be a joy, a delight. It's where we go. It's the, oh my gosh, it's where we feel like we can just sit and totally be and just, huh, Take a deep breath and talk to our best friend about what is going on in our lives. Matthew 6, 7 through 8 says, When you pray, don't babble on and on as people of other religions do. 
They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them, for your Father knows exactly what you need even before you ask Him. And kind of to piggyback on top of that, I love this quote from Oswald Chambers, and he says, Prayer is not only asking, but an attitude of mind which produces the atmosphere in which asking is perfectly natural. I love this because it acknowledges how often our humanity keeps us from praying. Like Oswald Chambers here, he's saying, hey, the attitude of mind which produces the atmosphere in which asking is perfectly natural. In other words, the more that you habitually show up and talk to Jesus, the more likely you are to ask him for what you need, to talk to him about what's going on, to plea for him for the deliverance that you need, to be honest about the healing that you're up against, to tell him the conflict that you're in, to tell him that you're angry at him. You know, all of these things. And I think it's so important in Matthew 6, 7 through 8, that scripture that I read before, it just is very humbling because, y'all, we aren't talking to some tiki structure that we hope that maybe if we pray at the right time, at the right hour, and we've had the right behavior, that it'll either grant our wish or hear our request. We are talking to God. We're talking to Jesus who just resurrected from the grave because he took the beating for us because he loves us so much and he knows every single thought that we have before we ever even realize it's a thought and while that can also be a hard truth because we know the reality of our own thoughts it's the most freeing thing ever because it liberates us to pray about whatever we need to pray about knowing that he already knows right you see prayer trusts that God is listening It is the constant acknowledgement of his sovereign presence in every circumstance. Have you noticed how a lot of times it's not that we need circumstances to necessarily change. It's more so that we just want to know that we're seen. Right? Like we just want to know, hey, Lord, I know that life is hard and and I get that I'm going to have to walk through this. I just want to make sure like I'm not alone. I just want to make sure that you see me. And I think prayer sometimes is our cry out to just know that we're seen. You know, we don't really talk to people unless we believe that they are listening. And so we have to trust that God is listening to us. Like, let me let me ask you this. Very, I should have started with it. The most basic question Really, when thinking about your own personal prayer life, do you think God is listening? Do you? Seriously, take a minute. I'll give you, like, I'll give you a second. Do you think God is listening to your prayers? And if not, why not? Do you think that there are pre-qualifications to receive his ear? Because if we've read the scriptures, even the ones that I've said so far, and certainly the ones all throughout the Bible, and I'm about to read one from 1 John that confirms it, y'all, we know that he's listening to us. So if there is a hangup, what are you struggling to believe about God? What do you feel like you have to earn for him to hear you? 1 John 5.14 says, This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything, According to his will, he hears us. 
the confidence we have in approaching God. That means confidence in approaching doesn't mean that, okay, once he answers our prayer request, it is as we as we open our mouths, as our hearts are even open to his presence, as we go there, we know that the King of Kings, that our best friend, that the Lord Almighty, that the one who rose from the grave, that all of these things, that before we even utter a word, he knows what we need. He knows our desires. And if we ask anything according to his will, which we know his will is best and highest and most perfect, if we ask anything according to that, He hears us and he will answer in his timing and in his way and in his perfect sovereignty. We have that confidence. So if we're struggling or if we're not praying, that's often because we don't really trust that he's listening. And I mean, I've definitely, you know, sometimes I think I can get caught up in personally. My stumbling block can be, well, I haven't really been talking, so why would he be listening But, you know, we forget that the consistency of God's character has nothing to do with the faithfulness of ours. Praise God, right? Like, amen to that. Thank you, Lord. Me personally, I need to be reminded of that. Because when we struggle to show up, we think that maybe he's struggling to show up. And so we can think that maybe he's not listening because we haven't been talking. But that's just not true. Like, he is who he says he is at all moments, at all all times. And that is the saving grace of our lives. Um, also, prayer increases our intimacy. You see, we often see prayer as us talking to him, but really, it's the process in which we learn to hear his voice. Because the more intimate our relationship with God is, the richer every other aspect of our lives becomes. It sets us free and these other relationships to know that if we talk to God about it, we can trust what he does with others and where he leads. I mean, I've seen it so many times in my own life is that I re- if I as I release as I release a relationship to God or as I talk to him about a conflict going on with someone else or as I'm praying about my marriage or a friendship or whatever it is, is that it gives this freedom and also this intimacy with God that I can trust him in that area and in that particular relationship. And I will say that when my prayer life is active and rich, I worry far less about where I stand with others or if I am impressing them. I think it's because I was really thinking about this, like why? Why do I worry less about that? I think it's because as we learn to abide in him, and prayer realigns our focus, our perspective becomes healthier and it becomes based on truth. And this empowers us to be the people we long to be in the relationships that we're in instead of being dependent upon their affirmation, their agreement, or their reciprocation. And how freeing is that? So as we show up and the more that we talk to Jesus... Prayer increases our intimacy, and it also reminds us that we don't have to worry about impressing others. Our God's concern, which should be our number one priority, is that we're talking to him. That pleases him, and he will deal with everyone else. My next point is that prayer is not meant to be fancy. Y'all, it's designed to make 
God first. He doesn't care how we present our words to him. He's just delighted that it's him that we are talking to. I think we tend to get caught up in the how and the what. Because it's easier to get to be distracted than to train our minds and our spirits to realign, right? Or we understand the power that it is. Like literally we are talking to the God of the universe who made heaven and earth and holds our eternal home and significance, that God. And so we really, like we, we get it and then we get intimidated or we get afraid that maybe we aren't doing it right. But y'all, Jesus has never been concerned and he tells us this. With how we appear when we show up. His focus is that we show up and we and he looks at the appearance of our hearts. What is truly inside of us. He even helps us. Romans 8, 26 through 27 says, In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit. Because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. In other words, if you will just get before Him, He will help you find the words, sort through the clutter, and figure out what to even utter. He knows. So we don't have to like prepare a presentation, right? Or have the answers or even know what to pray. Our, his concern is that we trust that He has the answers. And then we get before Him. And he reveals to us what we don't know in our own hearts. Prayer opens our eyes to what God has done in the past, what he's doing in the present, and what he will do in the future. You know, we always say, God is at work. But truly, do we realize that there is never a moment in which he is not working? Like not even a moment and you know when I think about this I think how's that even possible like there's no way but see God doesn't carry things like we do he does not carry them in a stressful manner he's the personification of peace so he does not work to him it's not associated with stress or burdens it's associated with glory and power and peace you know I believe the quickest way we catalyze our spiritual and intimacy or to feel God close, as we say, is through the power of prayer. Because as we talk to God, we understand that he has been working on our behalf the entire time. We are reassured that the distance between us is because of us, not because of him, and that we can walk boldly and confidently into what he's called us to because our future is in his hands. Ephesians 1.18 says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope in which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance and his holy people. You know, I said it earlier, but I want to go back to it. The more that we talk to him, the more that we understand that he's been working on our behalf the entire time. You know, here's the deal. When we think that someone is for our lives, and I mean really for our lives, like for our good for the for the for the best for us even when our hearts are hard or against something or struggling or doubting or anything when we know that someone is really for us when they're going to fight tooth and nail for our best even when we struggle to show up when we really believe that someone is for us in that regard and that amount 
no matter how we've been or what our performance looks like, we're going to handle it differently. There's that is going to really increase our trust, right? I mean, how much more likely are we to talk and bring something before someone if we say, hey, I don't know what I'm doing. I've made a turn or I'm at a crossroads and I'm really unsure. Or you promise these things in your word, God, and and I do believe them, but in a very personal sense, I don't know what to do next. Or this is the, the deck of cards I've been dealt and I feel like it's unfair and I don't know what to do. Or I'm in a conflict and I'm still kind of feel like my back's up against the wall and I don't even know how to glorify you. If we know that God is for us and that he's always working for our good, how much more likely are we to bring those situations to his feet? And so that desire and that that need for prayer is it, it grows and it grows and it grows as we realize that God is for our lives. You know, prayer does not reveal our aptitude. It reveals our allegiance. The Holy Spirit will help us. He searches our hearts and he reveals what the mind is blocking, the body is struggling with, or wherever we are at. So prayer is not meant to realize oh, how ca- or reveal how capable we are, right? How good our language sounds or, you know, even, you know, I do Monday prayers and a lot of times people will comment and say, man, my prayers don't sound like this. Like, y'all, it's not like I sit down and, and some of these verbs just naturally <laughs> come come. I mean, they do, but it's through practice and talking and, you know, I write for a living. Like prayer is, is the language of our hearts. It's not, it's not about how good we sound. Like that is just pride blocking our way. And man, does the enemy love it. It, it's all about our allegiance. It's all about prayer reveals where our hearts are connected to. And prayer helps us recognize our emotions and rely on truth. I can't say this enough. Our feelings are not reliable, right? But our Heavenly Father is. And one of my life verses is Philippians 4, 6, and it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. You know, digging into this word prayer and reading this verse, I realize that what really what Paul's saying here is he's saying this over and over. If you are anxious about anything or whatever it is that's on your mind, okay, by prayer, so pray. He then says, and petition, which is again, pray. With thanksgiving is his next words. So prayer and communication with God. And then he says, present your request to God, aka pray. So you know what Paul says the remedy to letting our emotions control us is? To pray, to pray, to pray, and then to keep praying. To put into practice that that discipline of prayer and to continually remind our hearts because we will forget of who is in control you know both our answered prayers and our unanswered prayers reveal the faithfulness and the goodness of our God and I think that all of us I think it will behoove all of us as we're listening as you're listening as you're talking through it today as you're maybe you're discussing this podcast with a small group, maybe you are just talking through with your husband, maybe you're working it out in your own soul and you're journaling, whatever it is, I really encourage you to think about some prayers that you've prayed, ones that God has answered, and ones that he's not answered. And I want you to see how cool it is 
to see the dots that have been connected. You know, looking back on my life, and I did kind of this before I recorded the podcast just to really think through it. And one of the most powerful ways I can see the sovereignty and goodness of God is in the prayers that were not answered. His silence was his provision. And I always wish that I kept a prayer journal. And I, I really, like right now, I just want to hit myself for not doing that. Um, because I can't even imagine how powerful it would be. You know, because you look back and you think, do you ever look back on things and you think, wow. Like that was just handled. Like I forgot it was even an issue. And this is a terrible analogy, okay, but it's coming to my mind. So y'all know I'm just going to say it out loud. And if it's bad, if it doesn't land, guess what? Move it on. Um, but think about when you go to like a top-notch restaurant or one that just has like bomb customer service, right? And you don't ever even notice that your drink is dwindling because the waiter just seamlessly refills it. I think sometimes our experience with God is the same with prayer. Listen to me on this. We asked for it initially, right, like our drink, and then we got distracted by our side conversation and life, and all of a sudden we're paying our tab And we realized we never once had to open our mouths and say that we were thirsty because it was just taken care of. Because the waiter saw our need across the room before we realized it was even a possibility that our cup could get empty. That's God, but obviously way better, right? He's the best customer service there ever is because we think that customer service is is someone meeting our needs. And what God does is he knows our needs way more than we do, way before we do, and way quicker than we could ever voice them. What I want to end on is that prayer requires our faith, it solidifies our trust, and it activates our authority. You got to get you got to get that last one. It activates our authority. Think about it. Would you pray to someone you didn't believe was capable of actually helping you or healing you? We're leading you. And in turn, when we don't pray or we use it only as our last resort, what are we saying that we believe about God? Y'all, we are literally children of God, made by him, made for him, made to look like him. That's not a fun saying or, you know, a a scripture or equipment to be put on your wall, excuse me, or something that you just hear growing up or on a Bible cover. That's our identity. That is our identity. This means that we are sealed in heavenly realms. And when we have the power of the Holy Spirit inside of us, nothing is impossible for us. But in order to start praying audacious prayers and to really believe that that identity can be true for the people that betray, that, that struggle, that doubt, that have shame, that do that are experiencing addictions, that, that have had hard, hardship and all this stuff, in order for us to believe that these things can still be true for us, for our personal hearts, we have to start praying audacious prayers and talking to God about the big and the heavy and the hard and the miraculous stuff. We have to believe that it's an actual possible reality. So when it comes to our dreams and the good stuff, we need to read this verse, and it is in John 14, 12. It says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done, and even greater works. Y'all, what? Sometimes I read that, and I feel like I read it wrong. Because I am going to be with the Father. 
And then when it comes to the heavy stuff that we fear or feel is too big to be handled, we need to lean into this scripture, Romans 12, 16. It says, The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. Y'all, those two verses, just we need to take this to the bank, right? We need to seal them. We need to write them down. How encouraging is that? Like those are true for us. Those activate our authority in the valley and on the mountaintop. Those tell us everything that we need to know to pray big prayers and to believe not because we're great, but because he's great, because he's faithful, that we can pray those, that we can take the next step and that we can believe that Jesus can bring heaven to earth through us. And that's what I want to end on is really understanding that that's prayer is the portal that does that. Prayer is our perspective shifter. Prayer is what brings heaven to earth in the most tangible sense of the word. It's what activates our faith. It's what allows us to to pull back the veil and to see our situation from our Father's perspective. One of my favorite quotes is from Ian Bounds, and it says, Of what infinite importance is the place the intercessor holds in the kingdom of God? It is not indeed a matter of wonder that God should give men such power. Yet there are so few who know what it is to to take hold of his strength and pray down his blessing on the world. I think Ian Bounds, I feel like when he's saying this, his hands, like he's, he's passionate and his hands are up and he's going, God, can we get it? Do we understand the power that we hold as his children? Do we understand what it means when we pray? We saw in scripture that, you know, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed. And we saw, you know, when Jesus made the sun stand still. And when he parted the seas. And when he healed family members. And when he showed up in the most unlikely and likely of places. We pray to one who hears us. To one as capable of anything. And to the one that made heaven and earth. And he can bring heaven to earth through us. We need to start praying some big prayers right when I think about that I realize man my prayer life who who do I think I'm praying to why do I tend to encapsulate or be conservative with my prayers God can dumb them down right he has no problem humbling me but why would I try and and diminish or make small when I serve the God of the universe it's a humbling question right Second Chronicles seven fourteen says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. There is nothing that what a blessing, right? As we humble ourselves, humility, and we pray and we seek his face, diligence, and we turn from our wicked ways, obedience, then we will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land may we desire to do that with our lives every week in the devotional I end with the focus tip which is at the end of the devotion if you have no idea what I'm talking about this is based on the focus devotional um, that is available on clearlystated.com it's available on Amazon now it's been restocked all that stuff you can see it in the show notes but this is this week's is this surround yourself with the word prayer Put it on a sticky note at work. Write it on your bathroom mirror. Set a reminder on your phone. I do that all the time. Jot it down in your weekly planner. And pray your heart out every time you see that word. 
pray about every single detail of your life. Nothing is too small to discuss with God. He cares about every detail. Y'all, I think a lot of times prayer is just a matter of really realizing who we're praying to. To know that it doesn't have to be fancy. To know that he hears us. To know that he cares. To know that he's for us. And to know that he can move heaven and earth. And he already has to show his love for us. So that should encourage us. I mean, if we're, what should we spend the most time doing today? Praying. I mean, really. Why do we make it like a two-minute thing? And that seems like a long prayer. A 30-second thing before we eat. Come on. Who are we praying to? I think we need to step it up. And not in a way that is an obligation, but a joy. Prayer is a joy. Okay. I'm going to end with the Monday prayer. If you can, close your eyes. If not, then I hope this just encourages you as you're walking around your neighborhood, as you're driving to drop your kids off, wherever you're headed, whatever you're doing. I hope it just, I hope it really is like a healing balm over your soul. Okay. All right. Here we go. Hey, Jesus, thank you for the gift of another Monday. Your kindness and your mercy met me right where I am today. Seeing the light of the sunshine and the beauty of this world around me is a constant reminder that my entire life is grace. Will you guide me as I walk through this week in front of me? I want to communicate with you every step of the way, on the mountaintops, in the valleys, and during the ordinary moments. Cultivate in me a language of praise, helping me to see the work of your hands everywhere. The more I look for you, the more I find you. And the more I find you, the richer my life becomes. Thank you for always bending down to listen to my prayers, even when I have been distant or doubting your presence. I believe that you are sovereign and able in every circumstance. Enlighten my perspective so that I can see the view from heaven. You know what I need and what I desire. You know my greatest hopes and biggest fears. And I can trust you with my entire life. Amplify my awareness of you. I am strong and secure in you. In the powerful, wise, and intimate name of Jesus. Amen. (sighs) Starting with a deep breath, ending with a deep breath. That's how I like it, right? It's like yoga for the soul. (laughs) Um, But really, I hope this encouraged you. Like I said earlier, thank you for subscribing, for sharing. Um, It really means a lot, and I'm excited for what we have coming up. We'll have some bonus interviews and content coming up along with a new devotional, which we'll be teasing and talking about later. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful that y'all are here, that y'all show up for me, um, and that you show up for your lives. Man, that's what God wants for us, right? I hope that you... Spend some serious time in prayer. Like, wh- wherever you are, you have time to pray, okay? Whatever you're doing. And and I'm not trying to be insensitive. There's literally nothing more important than talking to God about what's going on. There's nothing more effective. There's nothing more productive. It's our portal to success, to everything that we need. It's our superpower, right? All right, guys. I hope you all have a great week. You are loved. You are brave. You are seen And I am so grateful for your life. We will see you next week.